0: My name is Ian Bick, and you are Locked In with Ian Bick. On this week's episode, I'm going to be reflecting back on our first 13 episodes with the producer of Locked In with Ian Bick, Bryce Eckwall. I wanted to take the second to thank you guys for supporting the show, and make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, and if you're listening to the audio version, to leave us a review. If you have a suggestion on who you want to see next on the Locked In with Ian Bick podcast, leave us a comment on YouTube or shoot us an email at contact at ianbick.com. We all make mistakes, experience failure, and fall down in life. But if you decide to get back up and use it as fuel to your fire, you could choose to not let it define you. You can make it through to the other side and turn it into an opportunity. Join me, Ian Bick, as I interview people from all over the country who have experienced the rock bottom of the American justice system and find out what they did to overcome it. These are the stories that will motivate you and inspire you to change your life. Bryce, two episodes, you are now on Locked In with Ian Bick, a little cameo appearance. How does that make you feel?
1: I'm getting a lot of screen time, man.
0: Ah, you're wearing the Locked In brand shirt too. Yes, sir. Get yours today. Guys, go to ianbick.com and use code locked in to get 20% off your locked in with Ian Bick merchandise. It's really cool. It's great in the gym. Uh, makes the biceps look great. I love it. So, Bryce, um, we have you on this week's episode to kind of just give like a, a, a production overlook of, of the last 13 episodes or, or our first ones. Got it. So, um, you know, go over them, what our opinions are, what we thought of the guest. Yep. Um. Are they heading in the right direction? Are they full of shit? Who should we bring back on the show? And so on. Yeah. You think you're going to be bringing guests back a lot? I think that some people definitely have a story that is worth, you know, the audience is going to want to hear more of. Like I would love to hear, let, let's say Jesse Crossan, for example. Jesse is like just beginning his life after serving 19 years in prison and You know, he's already done so much. He's started this nonprofit. He's creating a lot of change. Do you think he's, is
1: he the longest prison stay of all of your guests?
0: Uh, Yeah, because John Romano only served 17 years in prison. Got it. So Jesse's the longest. Jesse's the longest. Longest locked in. Longest locked in. He was our first episode. I think Jesse's great, and people refer to like Jesse as like the father figure of prison TikTok.
1: He's your prison TikTok role model. Yeah,
0: they call Marcy the um the mom of prison TikTok, mm-hmm. and and now and they're know, tight, right? Marcy and Jesse, very close. Uh, I think they were just with each other recently, and
1: you went on a trip with them too. Where,
0: um, so the prison TikTok community does like these retreat type things. Get an Airbnb, all get together, make got content. It. They're like content events, kind of like what the biggest influencers do. That's awesome. And um, it was it was a great trip. It was in, in Texas, and we're all going to LA again in June. All right. So quick,
1: can't can't say JD. What's your favorite episode of Locked In? Why can't I say JD? Can't say
0: JD. Uh, um, my favorite episode.
1: Hmm. Come on. Favorite episode, not JD.
0: Okay, so I I really liked, from a content-wise perspective, I liked my dad's episode. Okay. Um, That was episode two. I liked it because of what kind of content it was and because it was directly related to my story.
1: Was that the easiest interview for you?
0: No, I think the first couple interviews we did, I was just trying to find my footing. I was very like, Mm -hmm. so if you didn't realize this or for those of you that didn't know, I develop all the questions on my own. No one develops the questions for me. That's facts. I study, you know, these individual people's stories. I don't ask them anything in advance. They don't know the questions in advance. And I just take the time to, you know, research them and develop these questions. So I think those first few episodes, I was very just like I had my questions in mind. And I read bullet to bullet the questions It didn't really interact. I wasn't really comfortable. I think we developed very quickly as a show. Like if you notice the set is way different than the first.
1: Yeah. I was going to say on the production side, the first couple episodes were us just getting it figured out also.
0: Exactly. Those first three episodes were a big, a a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. It was major growth. I mean, we had that set with the poster in the back. It was a wide shot. You weren't seeing the person's clear face, their reactions. And then by the time, I mean, timing was great because then you go into John Romano's episode where, you know, he's a school shooter Mm -hmm. and- it was just a very like dramatic type of story. Mm -hmm. And to have that set with the angles to see his emotions was very interesting.
1: So if anyone's interested in, in, you know, the production side of the podcast, it's like, you know, It's not like we needed to figure out how to film and record audio on those first couple apps. All that we were really doing is trying to figure out how it fits with your storytelling style, right? So we, this is based on people sharing their stories. We have to have these camera angles very close up so that you're reading into the emotions on these individuals' faces. So that's a big part. You know, I'm trying to fill that screen as often as possible, as, as full with that individual's face as possible.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, you know, just going over, um, these guests, so we had Jesse, yep. episode one, yeah, um,
1: and then your dad was episode two,
0: yep, my dad, Michael Bick was episode two. I think that definitely gives a parent's perspective um of what it's like to have their child go through prison system, the thoughts, the feelings. We definitely want to have a lot more parents on or even family members like a, a daughter or son get their perspective or a friend. If like someone had a friend that went to prison, we want to hear those dynamics and how it affected their life in a positive way.
1: Yeah. What's the, how do you put it? You always say that the family members, you know, serve with the, the prisoner.
0: Yeah. A big, you know, a big saying in prison is you don't do your time alone. Who If you're have a family member or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, they're doing your bid with you. Got it. Then we had Khalil. We had Khalil. So Khalil was actually, you know, he has a crazy story. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely, I, I was reading some of the comments. I read a lot of the comments and a lot of people did feel that what he puts out there on his TikTok is different than what was addressed in, in the interview. You mean that
1: he wasn't telling the truth?
0: No, not not in that sense. They just thought that the interview was more in depth to his story than what was on TikTok. His interview
1: was more in depth than what he shares personally. I think so. I mean, so that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, no, no. I think it was a good thing. I don't think it was a negative thing. I don't know. Like he has it. It's a it's a touchy subject because of the background. Whenever you're, you know, you're speaking of those types of elements, like same thing with like a school shooting, um, or you know, um, believing in in terrorism or anything. like that. So you like were
1: that. risky on your first, your your third and fourth guest. You had someone who was potentially an enemy of this state. In Khalil. And then you had John Romano, who, you know, served a very long prison sentence for walking into his high school with a shotgun. So that was a risk, don't you think?
0: I think it was definitely risky. I think we need to break down barriers, though, with this podcast. I think we need to take those crazy stories that people aren't addressing or not talking about and kind of dissect it and look at it. You one, know?
1: one shocking thing I think I found from John Romano's episode, episode four, was that I, that I didn't expect to feel was like, you know what? He didn't deserve to be attacked later in life when he was attacked after he served his prison. I actually feel like he didn't deserve to be attacked by that sword. Um, And I felt for him.
0: I, I, I'll tell you, there hasn't been one day that's gone by since that interview that I haven't thought about that situation. Really? That I haven't thought like it's, you know, just like I felt for him Me like too. that whole story. I think it's it's eye-opening. Like, it really gives you the value of life and how short life is and that anything can happen. I mean, like, the last thing he's expecting is to serve 17 years for his crime, come out, get a fresh start, get on the straight and arrow, and then have this attack happen. He's
1: basically, like, he's almost an amputee. Like, he almost got his hand severed. He, his, he could barely walk. He couldn't open a water bottle. I had to open his water bottle for him and hand it to him so that he could hold it and get it up to his mouth. That's my nightmare.
0: I think, um, a lot of people were definitely related to his story in regards to mental health. I think it was good to get that message out there in regards to mental health and awareness. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that had thoughts like he did. And it's a very, you know, touchy subject right now. It's a very important subject. Look at, there was just a a school shooting that happened the other day. So I think it sends a good message that he was able to come through on the other side of it. Mm. Um
1: and then you followed up with Shelley. I mean, and that was a
0: that was telling too. So Michelle was our our Michelle. <laughs> what <up, Michele>? so about <laughs> Shelley was our first female guest. Yeah. Who was also the interesting thing about her was not a TikTok star. Okay. So she she wasn't well known, she didn't have social media. Yep. Um which you know, it's one of those stories where it's not out there in public records. So you don't know if it's telling the truth or whatnot. Like all we could do in regards to, you know, verification, researching, verification or did they go to prison and it, what crime they did. Yep. Um. So we do do the research in that sense. But what someone's going to say, like I could go on the show and say, you know, like I was running the whatever game in prison and that could turn out to be a total lie. You You just don't know what people are going to say. But I think she did give a fair look inside a woman's state prison. And see, the thing about prison stories is that every single person's experience is different. Right. Something that may happen to me in the in federal prison may not happen to someone else in the state prison. And also even a prison by prison case. Like there's guys from federal prison that will say, I did 20 years federal time. That shit's not true. Guys, I was in a low and a camp. Like it's right. it's entirely different than someone that was maybe in like a max security prison.
1: So, what's the craziest thing that
0: you heard come out of Shelly Gray's mouth? Um, I think maybe the thing that could have been a little on the iffy side was her witnessing, um, the uh the contraband coming out of uh, of her, the groin area. Her witnessing that that their, was, their privates, yeah, their privates. That, that was a little crazy, but it could have happened. I don't know, but it was interesting to see other female prisoners saying that that was a full of shit comment. You really just don't know and it gets that debate going. It's like the same thing going, looking back at Romano's story. Some people said he was fake crying. Like you could tell like that he was fake crying. I thought he was fake crying.
1: I think, you know, you just, I still feel bad for him, but he was definitely fake crying.
0: It just, you know, we can give people a platform to tell their story Yeah. and, we ask the questions people want to know about. We get deep into it. I think something that stands out with our podcast is the questions we're asking and how deep of a dive we do. And, Agreed. you know, it's, it's up to it's, the guest has that opportunity to showcase them and kind of like humanize them in, in that nature and show that they're much more than their actions. And, and, you know, they have that choice to make in that moment.
1: Then you hit them with the banger, JD.
0: JD My delay. boy, JD, what's good? He is, man, JD is the most loving character yeah. ever, and he's larger than life, and he is what, he looks like your typical inmate, but when you meet the guy, he's just like a teddy bear.
1: And he came through for the full Q29 locked-in Ian Bick day. He came in, he got awesome photography with his new Convict Clothing merch line, he did a full-length episode with you, is was our longest episode to date, and... That was the conception of Commissary Cookoff with JD.
0: Yeah, he opened up Commissary Cookoff and he's just like a great guy to work with. And he respected how professional we are with the show. Right. I'm essentially treating my podcast like I am owning a nightclub again in the concert business, you know, treating the guests with hospitality, flying them out, putting them in a hotel, giving them like that whole experience to make them feel like, you know, it, it, they're they're a part of this process yeah, and they're
1: happy to share their story
0: exactly because and, it's
1: it's, so, it's transactional sometimes you know
0: and and you know um he was just jd has the same work ethic as i am like mm. he's all in on this like we keep pushing even when we feel like burnt out we're playing the long game and, and we know like it's a it's a mutual relationship we're super excited to make more content with him with,
1: 100k and climbing
0: with jd <laughs> his is our our best performing episode yeah. um, how does
1: that make you feel man that this is, this is working. You said that to me today.
0: I think, um, it's a great feeling to be a a very new on YouTube and to have your fifth or sixth video do those kind of numbers. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're trending really in a positive direction. Um, I mean, our channel is growing every day right now. We're at, you know, almost 26 K subs
1: and it was 25 yesterday. So it's like,
0: and just, you know, like I have so much appreciation for everyone that subscribes to us, everyone that follows us, everyone that takes the time to listen. Um, Even on my social media, like I don't get the chance to respond to every single comment, but I do take the time to read them. And even if I'm just like liking it instead of replying, just know like I appreciate you guys. And it, we wouldn't be here without them.
1: Of course not. I love when that guy said, uh, he said on your TikTok, he's like, he's like, can't wait to see who Ian Bick has next on his Tweaker of the Week podcast. <laughs> Yo, dude, that was hilarious.
0: Uh, but yeah, no, like. <laughs> it- Yo,
1: come on. All right. Yes, you can. How you can change your life and how you can get, you know, seek redemption and really turn it around. But really, these stories are crazy. They're crazy. What's yeah. the craziest thing
0: you've heard on your show? Um, I thought. The, um, the Matt Hahn story what was crazy yeah, about what? finding, you know, stealing a safe, yeah. finding a dirty diaper in it and a memory card full of, you know, child pornography.
1: Yeah. That was, I that, think that when was When he insane, said that, my man. heart stopped. I was like, what?
0: And, but the thing that fascinates me about all of these stories, the thing that drives me, cause I'm fascinated by it, my own story about it is that all of these crazy bad things that happen to these people brought them to exactly where they're supposed to be in life like it literally changed their life for the better like you look at a guy like JD Mm -hmm. JD would not be having this positive effect on individuals had he never committed those crimes and was addicted to drugs and lived the life he did you know you don't know where he could be right now he if he just lived a normal life like he wouldn't be inspiring the change that he's inspiring now you look at someone like me if I had never was that ambitious teenager that got into nightclubs and people hear about it in my episode that just came out Mm -hmm. um, the other night. You know, people hear about that kind of stuff and they get a deeper look into who I am. And it's also, it's very comparable to the guests we're bringing on the show.
1: Yeah, and the long format platform is necessary in order to break down the elements of the story. And honestly, when we sat down together, you know, it's not enough time. It's really not. It's not enough time. You could go on for hours and hours, and the great thing is it's not about just theoretical ideas. It's actually stories, and, yeah, you're right, how these people can really persevere through. Uh, Brian Tamburino, I know you were happy to have him on when he came on and talked about, you know, he has a more relatable upbringing, and he can be, you know, someone can connect with his story. you have any thoughts on that?
0: I think Brian is, he's a hateable character. I think that people that weren't in his shoes, it would find easy to hate him only because of what he represented as, as a kid. But I also think he's relatable on many levels. Um, You know, the, the, the individuals that are dealing with a cocaine addiction or are partying to try to be liked by women or anything like that. Like I, I, I could relate to him on, on those levels of his story. Okay. Um, You know, I definitely appreciated that he was able to turn it around and start a business. And he has that entrepreneurial mindset Um, Was it like my all-time favorite episode? No, but I think it, it serves its purpose and it's an important part to what we're trying to do. We need to have individuals from all walks of life, all different stores, which is why we're having COs on, we're having police officers on, we're having probation officers, we're having family members. It's super important to hear all these aspects which tie into this ulterior theme of your past does not define you and you can be inspired by hearing these stories.
1: Okay, real quick for people who aren't necessarily tapped in in the prison talk market, YouTube, social media world. Like, just share a little bit about like the numbers, like who, how many people are seeing J.D.? Like how many like what's the market of prison talk just so that people can understand.
0: I mean prison talk if you search the term prison talk on TikTok yep. it's like 2.9 billion or almost 3 billion people. people are viewing prison talk. Unbelievable. Now that doesn't even count YouTube. Yep. That doesn't count Instagram prison stuff that doesn't count anything else. So people are viewing this and the fascination is people love seeing behind this world that they they've heard so much about but they've never experienced. So to hear all these different components of this world. And then we're tying it into the inspirational factor of it. Because essentially, if you listen to an individual like JD, who is addicted to drugs, you know, um, is almost nearly dead from, you know, overdosing and commits crime and and is facing a life in prison. Dangerous lifestyle. Exactly. And then is able to come out, turn it around, get clean, have a happy relationship, start a business and all of that and be an inspiration to hundreds of thousands of people. If you're sitting at home, overweight as shit, stuffing your face, just got dumped, you know, can't get the motivation to go to the gym. If I'm that person, I'm listening to a story like JD's and I'm getting fucking motivated. For sure. Like that shit, like, okay, I'm going to go get my gym shorts on. I'm going to go hit the pavement and I'm going to go for a run because if that man can get through that, then I can get through that too.
1: He's just so, so exciting to listen to. All right, let's play a game real quick. We're going to say it on three, who we think, but I need to know who you, number one guest that you've had on Locked In With Ian Bick that you wish you got more out of, that you wish you need to have a follow-up with first. I know who mine is, and we're going to say the person on three. Ready? Are you ready? Person that you wish you got more out of, or, or need to ask more questions. Okay. All right. On three, we're going to say it. Three. Two, one. Steve Colin. Padula. Oh,
0: <laughs> Steve. So I am just like I, I'm very interested in, in someone's like Steve is the same reason why people are interested in my story and interested in other people's stories. And they are. Um, is because they've never lived that life. So for me to see a story like Steve, like I think that was my favorite conversation, aside from my dad's story. Like I love talking to Steve. Because I've never experienced... Like, I've experienced prison. So, for me to talk to someone else about prison, I understand that. But for me to engage with someone like Steve... It was
1: all new information. All
0: new information. I just absorbed that. Like, now I understand why people like Joe Rogan and the big podcasters bring on these individuals. That Marines
1: they just, and...
0: Yeah, they can... Because it's just fascinating. I could talk to Steve all day. Yeah, he's fine. Like, that was great. He's great, great personality. And
1: you didn't even know. He got here early and he was sitting here bsing with me and Sean for like a couple of minutes before you even got here, and you were having him on as an NYPD retired officer before, and he, you didn't
0: even know that he was involved in a shooting. I knew nothing about him; just he was an officer that reached out, and he killed a guy. It, it, it was interesting, you know. Oh, dude! But I think those are those are the stories that you want you want to hear about, for and sure. you want to divulge and. Super interesting story. Like I would hundred percent have him back.
1: So for me, it was Colin because I just wanted to know about those other robberies, dude. Because he didn't talk about it. Only thing he really talked about, he touched on it. He's like, yeah, the other one, I used an umbrella. I robbed the grocery store with an umbrella and pulled a freaking hockey, ho- a hockey stick out and I, you know, whatever. I'm making, I'm joking. But like, I would have liked to hear more in depth about what his mindset was when he walked into a local gas station and robbed them for two grand that sent him to prison for whatever many years
0: definitely so you know we had brian then we had colin yeah um colin is like on that jd level yeah you know colin's the friendliest felon like he is the original
1: i don't know if you could put him on jd level sorry colin i love you but dude he's not jd dude (laughs) they're both jd came in here and took his shirt off started dancing for us
0: they're different in their own respects i think you know definitely jd is better on camera but colin i
1: wouldn't even say that i just think that it's just jd is just larger than
0: well, he's an actor presence. Like he's good in that sense. But Colin is when people who have never been to prison before think prison TikTok, they think of Colin because he was the first one. I mean, he's got almost 3 million followers. So he just, you know, it's very interesting. It was great to have him on. Definitely another person that, you know, that we would have back in the future. Great. Colin's doing some great stuff. Next up, we have Marcy.
1: Marcy. I w- she's so sweet.
0: I wish we had more time with her. Wish she I wish had a cook-off with her. I talked with her more in the car because it was th- three hours of driving with her, four yeah, hours. But we we were tight on um, time with getting her back to her flight. We did a same-day in-and-out flight. Um, we definitely have to fly her back out here the to get her the The sweetest
1: person ever. I know why you're saying that she's kind of like that motherly figure because she's just so warm. I just wanted to hug her. And she's so sweet, and she's telling these crazy stories. And she got railroaded.
0: I, I really think she yeah, got yeah you think
1: because she was a woman in a small southern town and that she took advantage of a strong powerful man and that that's why she got railroaded
0: I think I think they were trying to make an example I think those types of crimes don't happen in that town when the when when
1: they came out of your mouth and you said you had never committed a crime before and you signed for 20 years <laughs> that that's crazy imagine signing for 20 years you're that means you're saying I am gonna go I'm going.
0: I think if she had a little bit of better legal advice or counsel and she wasn't, but that just shows her character, you know, she was very open. She didn't try to fight it. She went in there saying I did it and this and that, like she said, she was signing the deal like the same day she essentially got caught.
1: Remember, remember when she's talking about the day that she got caught and they called her in and she knew that that's why they were calling in. Oh, the big bosses are coming in from corporate. They walked in and she said the the boss was in her office at her desk and, and he said, Marcy, what's this? And you have to sit there and eat that. She sat there, dude, imagine doing that. Imagine that.
0: No, absolutely, man. It was crazy. Like I felt for her Yeah, uh, that I would like, I couldn't imagine like if my own mother was going through something like that, She's just uh, so sweet, man. and you know I'm really excited for Marcy's TV show that she, they're working on.
1: Yes. Yeah, with Rosie O'Donnell. That's yeah, great. I think that's
0: awesome. That Rosie just saw her TikToks and and, and that came out. Up next, we had um, Steve, which was the. What cop. do you mean up next? Why are we always going in order? I like to go in order. I know I'm you. I'm a do. very orderly, you know, organizational, orderly, that's how you were in orderly, orderly. Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. Um, You Like that. Yeah. yeah so next we, up we, had we, Steve. we we had Steve, who we touched on NYPD cop. You touched on Steve. Yeah, I, I just touched on Steve because we were talking about how. Um, he was my favorite. I'm yeah. kidding. I know. Okay, so Steve, great guy. You know, I talk to him every day.
1: Really? He's a great guy. I too. love
0: Steve. He was like, he sent me the numbers for one of his reels that did well on my Instagram. He was yeah, like, oh, it's at three hundred. No, it was like this one's at three hundred. I was like, dude, that's nothing. I sent him the TikTok um video that's a uh, 800,000 in yeah no just really funny guy um I I love that he was our first member of law enforcement yeah. I think the crowd got a really good reaction to it
1: great guy um and just I love that New York accent when you can hear a cop talking a New York accent he just he
0: just I
1: can't even do it but it's just awesome
0: yeah and guys like anyone that's listening to this right now like we read our comments we try to respond I wish as, we didn't as actively as possible And, um, if you have ideas for the show, even the commissary cook-off, like send them our way, leave them in the comments, even the commissary cook-off real quick to touch on that. We've developed so, so far from our first episode. Now we have like the uniforms, we have two tables. Like, I feel like we're definitely building this with our audience. That's giving ideas. Um, and we're inputting that. And I don't think a lot of creators are doing that. They're very stuck in their ways. Whereas us, we're open to feedback
1: Mm, speaking of feedback, you know, th- you know, I produce a lot of shows um, and this is one of the only opportunities on your shows that I actually can speak to the viewers like because they're so abundant. And I want to say this, guys, please take it easy on the production elements of the show. OK. Oh, oh, the sound quality. Oh, you know, you, you got you can see the camera in this shot. Oh, can you guys talk? take it easy? We're turning these videos around very quick, and we're trying to get the quality as we can, and we're increasing as we go along. So take it easy, because you know what? Ian reads into those comments, and he's coming here
0: yelling at me every day. I mean, I don't. I, people should understand too. We're producing as all creators of ourselves, all of ourselves, with no startup money. Yeah, we're doing this on our own, all on social media money, really. Yeah, and essentially, you know. We're doing three episodes a week. We have two episodes of locked in on Thursdays and Sundays. And then we have the commissary cook-off on Wednesdays. I don't know how many other creators are pumping out three long-form content. Man, these people in those comments, man. So our last two, we had Cliff
1: cliff now i think it's i think it's really cool to shed some light on that day you know people who are really in tune with you would know that cliff and colin came together and you shot those episodes back to back but pull the curtain back man tell us about getting cliff and colin over here and then talk you can go transition into cliff's episode
0: no it it was it was a good dynamic i think the energy in the room was good it was was nice having the two of them here it was like a real content day and i think it's it's interesting like prison TikTok creators or prison creators in general kind of are like celebrity creators. Like they come together and it's no different than like seeing those social media influencers or TikTok stars that For are not in prison. Sure. Like we're a family and we're coming together. We eat, you know, lunch together. And we learn um,
1: together. and
0: Exactly. And, and we're all like teasing each other, cracking jokes, everything like that. Two and,
1: podcasts, two cook-offs.
0: Yeah. And I shot, you know, Cliffs first and then I, I did Collins and- yep. It it's exhausting talking all day. Like we've been talking all day right now, and I'm mm-hmm. just like beat. You but are. I, we went to Dunkin'. No, nah, I'm still beat. I'm on two cups of coffee today and an energy drink, but it's a we it's went a long to Dunkin'.
1: Come on,
0: it's a long day. It's you know, a long I
1: day. I totally agree, dude.
0: Um, and a lot of work goes into this. You, you know, know, the so- episode
1: with you, I took serious, man. Yeah. I, that was that's a to me. You know, you are such an enigmatic personality. I just wanted to really like dive in and ask questions that I want to know. And, you know, I talked to my sister beforehand about hey, listen, like, do you have anything that you would want to ask Ian that you think is an interesting perspective? You know, um, like kind of like an obsessive personality, comparing that to uh, when you and I sat down, we're comparing in a, like an addictive personality to like the stages of your life. I think that's the really most eye opening part of your story is how that connects. So like early on, you know, you saw it in your business whiz kid days, and then you started throwing on shows and you're just addicted, 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 obsessed to the point of delusion where, but it's not a negative addiction. It's a positive addiction because of the productivity.
0: I mean, I just, I want people to know, cause obviously I'm an integral part of the show cause I'm the host, but I want it to move on past me. But I also know that people want to hear about my story because for a new viewer, they might not never know. I went to prison before, because of the format we're doing that I'm this host, there's there hasn't really been a podcast in this kind of setting where the host has been to prison. Like, obviously, you have these big podcasts. What about the other ones? I mean, ours stands out in the way you have these big podcasts that are very serious that are bringing on a guest to talk about prison, but they can't relate because they've never been to prison. Oh. So you have someone oh, like Julia like me. Fox or. Yeah, they're okay. talking to prisoners. Mark Agnon. Yeah, whatever. But right. they, they haven't been to prison, so they don't. It, this is a different perspective because I've actually been to prison before. Yeah, I that. And we're we could doing this about. format where it's a professional studio type setting. Of course. Where we're putting out high quality content, having these interviews. It's just different, it gives that different aroma.
1: And, ooh, an aroma. <laughs> and this guy, you know what, Ian? You know what I was most impressed with when you came and brought your show to, to us here? Obviously your work ethic and your diligence, but man, the way that you ask questions. It's so deadpan that like you always get the answer. Like it's like this weird reverse psychology, like like you don't, you're not necessarily engaging in Listen, yes, you guys are having a back and forth conversation, but you're not necessarily engaging in conversation. You are asking them straight up chronological order questions and they are giving you answers and it's crazy, dude. Your show, the amount of people that we've met in the last 8-10 weeks have you have you ever gone on a streak of mean people like
0: this? No, I mean, this is I mean, now I understand why guys like Joe Rogan, the biggest podcasters love doing it for a living. You know, like I look up to people like Joe, I look up to like, you know, Alex Cooper for Call Our Daddy and like Bradley Martin, what they're doing with their brands. And like, I'm super excited that we are starting to be on the path to get to that level. Like that's we have sure. we have a show, man. Like this isn't just like some startup in the basement. Like we have something really cool here. We have a following that's growing. Anyone that you see some of the comments, it's I'm surprised this doesn't have more subscribers. Yeah, yeah. and we're gonna get there. And you know, like anyone that's listening, if you guys could take a second to please, 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 you know, leave us a comment, leave us a review, suggest it to your friends. Only if you like it. You like if you like it, you're listening. Leave us a comment, leave us a review, and and on you know the the streaming sites. Give us a five-star rating. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do and it. Do it. Do, it, do it. it. It just, that that helps us. It helps us continue to do what we're doing. And then th- the last guest we had on, aside from Let's my episode, talk about
1: Locked in Prison with McLovin.
0: Facebook Billy. That man. I loved him, man. That was great such guy. a fun day. Um, He's just like an overwhelming, like great figure. I was cutting the reels because I added all, all my own reels yes, for the show. Yes, you do. And um, I just loved it. Like, I love the quality. I love the angle we're going at with our production. Mm. Cause not a lot of podcasts, like when you see podcasts, it's a couch setting, Mm -hmm. different angles, everyone's opening, uh, over interrupting each other. Ours is back and forth, back and forth, really clean, really dramatic. Like, I love it, like this new set. And it wouldn't have happened if we never got JD. Cause we were starting to go in that direction with Brian and John, but it was like a white background. And then we're like, how do we elevate this? I feel like every show, how do we elevate this to the next level? Yeah. And that just helps us that will allow us to get more stories because we want the stories that haven't been told before.
1: Untold stories.
0: We want the untold stories of the world that are, you know, great, they're fascinating, they're inspiring and the dramatic, you know, element to it helps us get those stories out there. So I think that's really interesting and engaging on that level. Me too. But, and you know, it's going to be great. We're going to, we're planning on doing this little sit down like every 15 or so episodes to kind of just like reflect, look back on guests. We would love for you guys to leave a comment on what you guys think of each episodes. Um, um, if you're listening to just the audio version of this then go on to YouTube, leave us a comment or go on to our email contact at com and just tell us what you think. We love listening to feedback. We love what you guys think we can do what direction we could go in.
1: Yeah. And if anyone has any questions regarding the production or what kind of cameras we're using or, or what it takes to take a podcast from start to finish, I mean, really it's tandem between myself and Ian and Sean. And if you have any questions regarding that, please feel free to drop in the comment or reach out because uh, we are at open books.
0: Yep. Um, guys, we will see you. This episode is what coming out on, on Sunday, right? No, um, on Thursday. I don't, I don't know. Whenever Let's it see. is, whenever you're listening, make sure you guys tune in to Locked In with Ian Bick. Thursdays and Sundays and Wednesday is the commissary Cookoff Every week, 7 p.m. Much love, guys. Appreciate you. This was fun. And stay locked in.